Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes, welcome in. (laughs) Well, that feels good. I didn't know if after three days I could still do it. And then I did it. And then I'm like, wow, I really am talented. Everything that everybody says is true. That is the truth right there. Thank you. Yeah. That's Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This is Balloon Party, and it's driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Welcome in, friends of the feather. Uh, Jackson, I mean, we got a lot. You know, let's be honest with people here. There not been a lot going on. No. Now we got a lot. Yeah. I don't even know. I haven't peeked at the Angry Beaver Little Piddles weekend wrap-up, but it's like, Use the force. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Luke Skywalker. Not Luke Skywalker of Miso Horny fame. Also Mama Juanita. Uh what are your what's your Mount Rushmore of two live crew songs? It's the first time hearing of the uh the group. Band in the USA? Wow. Nice knowledge. Nice show prep, ass. <laughs> Uh, no, we're talking about Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Use the force. I trust you. And I'm not even going to peek at it. You are going to hit all of the topics that the people want to hear about. And I'm not even going to peek at it. I just turn it over to the Lil Piddles Angry Beaver weekend wrap-up. Tara Twelman joining us at 1035 presented to you by Together Credit Union. That's it. Now it's time for Piddles. About time. All right. You, you felt like a minute 35 was too long for you to spread your wings? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but, you know, we'll bring that up later. Let's <laughs> kick it off. Uh, as much as I would like to talk about the weekend that was in college football, I feel like we need to talk about the current Spectrum Disney situation. You referenced a Variety article discussing the ramifications right. and impacts this deal could have on the future of sports media. Please explain what you know about the story and how critical it could be for the next era of sports feeling. Well, I, here's the thing, Jackson. Number one, I think you hit the lead on on the nail on the head there. Thank you. I don't think it's what most people are talking about, but I do think for those who are, I can't figure it out. And the national stories call it charter. Locally, it's called spectrum. I thought they rebranded the spectrum so did I. across the board. But when I read this charter article in Variety, they're called charter. Huh. Uh, so Disney is now telling charter subscribers to consider Hulu nice. with a live TV option. I mean, it's 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 a huge story. We've talked about it. I, I you know I've talked about it as much as I've talked about it on this show because it's sports business that is going to impact not only what you see teams locally do as far as their spending goes, but now for a large portion of the listeners to this show. You don't have ESPN. So a week from tonight, 
the Buffalo Bills go up against Aaron Rodgers. And if you're a charter customer, Spectrum, whatever, you won't be able to watch it unless you start, you know, going a variety of different illegal routes. Right. Uh, so the chickens have come home to roost, much less, however, it could be impacting the Cardinals and the Blues, and they're just not going to publicly say it. Secondarily, the biggest story in college sports over the last month, because the biggest story in college sports over the last 48, 72 hours is Deion Sanders. The biggest story in college sports over the last month or even last decade has been realignment. This realignment is not born out of people going, you know, it makes sense for Stanford to go play against, you know, Maryland, you know, or Stanford to go play against Duke. It's got nothing to do. It's all about television. But these college realignments are based on the television dollars that are based on the old model of subscription. And that is already going tumbling down. So what I would tell you is you're about to see even more chaos. But in the short term, what do people care about how it impacts them? All right, well, here's how it impacts you. Charter is digging in. For the purpose of the discussion, we're going to call it Charter. They might call it Spectrum because I'm going to read from an article that explains their position. And I will do it briefly because for the most part, most people probably don't really care about the details. But here is the deal. Charter has been paying Disney $2.2 billion, billion dollars to carry its programming. Charter went to Disney and said, we also want to include the ESPN app and the Disney apps for our subscribers because otherwise we're going to lose them to just subscribing to your apps. Disney, understandably, said no. I understand Charter asking for it. Both businesses are in trouble because of people getting away from paying for cable like they did for a number of years or paying for satellite. And so Charter's reasoning, if I can sum it up as this, we know many of you right now listening to this are on hold to cancel the service. We understand that. And we are going to lose a large amount of revenue from people who now will switch to Hulu or AT&T or YouTube TV or whatever. We understand that. And as much as we are going to lose, we are going to lose less than if we were to pay Disney $2.2 billion. And so we are comfortable with the losses of the customers because that will be less in losses than if we were to pay Disney $2.2 billion. So it's a business decision. Now, what winds up happening for those who don't necessarily follow the details of this, you just go, oh, everybody's greedy. And then you get your likes and then, you know, off you go and not really tending to what the issue is. But this is a material moment in sports broadcasting. And it is a material moment for fans because I don't think that this is something that's just going to be remedied. I think the logic was, okay, it's a long weekend. They'll figure it out. I don't think that that's necessarily what is going to happen. If you observe the markets, you saw media stocks go down on Friday afternoon. This could be the moment in which you see Charter be the one to go, we're done, we're out. And so if that is indeed the case, many of you who have been Charter slash Spectrum customers are going to have a decision to make. You can go, okay, well then, I guess I'm gonna switch. I'll switch to YouTube TV, all right. You've picked your poison. Guess what? Now you can't watch the Blues and Cardinals. Well, then what's my choice? You can go to Fubo, but Fubo doesn't have TNT or TBS. So if you want to watch some of the Blues nationally televised games or the NCAA tournament, now you're out of luck there. 
And go, okay, well, then I'm going back to Charter. Okay, well, now you don't have ESPN. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to AT&T slash DirecTV. Okay, well, now you don't have Channel 2 in St. Louis, Fox 2, right. or Channel 11. What's, what's the answer? So here I am, and that's why I've been spending money on both Spectrum and YouTube TV for the last year plus because of this ridiculous situation. But it's not like people are hoarding money. People are trying to survive in an environment when no one has come up with the solution to the situation. It's always labeled as greed. And that, again, is a populist talking point. And I, if I could, I could come on here and do that and give you a level one thought process all day long. But that's not necessarily what's really going on. Businesses are losing money. Was ESPN, I'm talking about in Bristol, Connecticut, were they greedy when they laid a bunch of people off? Was that what that was about? Was that about increasing profit margins? No, it's about survival because the market has shifted. The problem is, is now because of the market shift, you're going to see sports that are not named the National Football League trying to figure out how to survive in this environment because all of these rights fees are going to go down. And the only one that is thriving is the NFL, right. maybe the NBA. But Major League Baseball has a situation, as we've talked about quite a bit on this show, and the NHL is about to have its situation. And now you see college football, and if you didn't think that was a situation, the reason why all these teams are moving around is for television purposes. But the television rights fees are based on subscriptions, and the subscription model is blowing up in front of our very eyes. It is anarchy, and I hope, for people's sake, that Charter and Disney get a deal worked out here over the next week. But I, uh, I think that this could be one that could be in for the long haul. And if that is the case, people are going to have to be switching or just going, I guess I don't get to watch ESPN and plenty of programming, whether you like SportsCenter or not, or whether you like ESPN's perceived politics or not, the games are there and now you'll have a choice to make. So this is a significant moment in sports broadcasting in what has been for the last three or four years, an absolute reshaping of the landscape in sports media. Yeah, I think this is such a major moment for similar reasons that you're talking about. But if you're someone who's had cable for your whole life, you've kind of been, you've heard about all this stuff when it comes to streaming and the meteorite stuff, but you've, for the most part, been okay, you know, if you're a Spectrum customer. There's the Amazon Thursday night game, there's some baseball games on Apple, and if you're a Doggies fan, MLS games on Apple. But if you now... Now you have seen the direct result of cutting the cord affecting you, the cable customer, because now you can't watch ESPN. And that is a direct result of people cutting the cord and the rights fees and all of that going on. So it's you're right. It's the chickens coming home to roost is a major moment because those who've paid for cable and been OK for not having to switch around a bunch of different platforms now have that coming on to them. I mean, this is this is way, way different than, you know, the NFL doing one game a week on Amazon. This I, is losing ESPN. I would gather, just like it wasn't a coincidence that Disney cut the feed of ESPN right at the start of the college football season on Thursday night, uh, I would imagine a moment that could really get it going will be a week from tonight when Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are getting ready to call Aaron Rodgers' first snap for the New York Jets against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Yep. 
And people go, oh my God, I can't watch Monday Night Football. Now, right. I know some in St. Louis, I hate the NFL, I won't watch, and that's fine. You're welcome to that. I totally understand it. Um, but for many around the country, and there are 15 million, 15 million charter subscribers around the country, uh, in all due respect, in much bigger markets than St. Louis, they're going to either peel off or they're going to raise hell and then peel off. And if charter's digging in going, doesn't matter. We're comfortable with taking the losses. Then you aren't going to see a change. And you have a standoff for the ages on this one. If Charter truly is going to dig in. Meanwhile, as I said, Disney is telling Charter customers to go subscribe to Hulu. <laughs> right. Wonderful. <laughs> so that's where that's where things stand between those two parties. Taylor Twelman with us coming up at 1035. Did you watch? I don't want to put you on the spot. It's not fair. I watched the doggies on Saturday night. I'm your most eligible bachelor. I assume you were on the back of a cigarette boat at the lake <laughs> right as most of the most influential people in St. Louis do wow you just called yourself one of the most influential I mean is there any argument but uh, I bet on the doggies I did not watch the game in its entirety they had great, they had great odds even with no Leuven but yeah that shows his impact I, I'll be the first one to say you know I, I, I'm no soccer wizard uh-huh. but God that game was officiated so terribly. And by the way, both directions. It wasn't like, I'm mad that the doggies lost, so I'm going to blame the officials. No, it was warm garbage. Yeah. Uh, but the, the one that was the worst was there was a handball. and <laughs> Saw that. And just like, yeah, well, we didn't have a good enough angle right. to replay it. And that, VAR that screws them. everybody, but you can't see a handball. Uh, fortunately, uh, with the help of Messi, uh, LAFC lost, so... That is necessary for the quest in the Western Conference. We'll talk about that with Taylor Twelman. Can't wait to talk about college football this weekend. NFL is starting up this week. Uh, it's all coming up here on Balloon Party, which is driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What a weekend it was in the world of sports. It's time now for Little Piddle's Weekend Wrap-Up. Presented by the Angry Beaver, a couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddle's for $5 off any pizza. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. The program is driven by Munganass, St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota. We welcome you to get involved. By texting in the Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. Coming up at approximately 1035, Taylor Twelman joins us, uh, as he does every Tuesday. Present to you by Together Credit Union. It is uh, Jackson shining bright like a diamond here with the Little Piddles Angry Beaver weekend wrap-up. Question number two. Sure. Colorado TCU. Such a dramatic pause. Why? Because uh, I, I, I want- you were inhaling there. Well, my second question I actually think goes better after my third my mm. third question. So, so you're, re- you're reordering on the fly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's I think fun. it's best. What do you make of Coach Prime's ability to turn around a team so quickly? Granted, TCU may not be what they were just eight months ago, but he still went on the road to a major college football school and left for the win. Do you think if Coach Prime sees continued success, we could see more Hall of Fame-level football players want to enter the college football realm as opposed to going to the pros to coach? Where do you think the mindsets of guys like Dion differ than someone who wants to coach pro ball? Oh, I love the questions. Uh, so good that I want to take them bite by bite, though. Let's start with question one. Could you repeat it, please? Fine, fine, sir. Sure. What do you make of Coach Prime's, Deion Sanders' ability to turn around a team so quickly? Uh, Well, um, while I do 
believe that he has done some incredible things in a short amount of time. I don't think most people paid attention to Colorado football, maybe going back to the fifth down game. But uh, it's one game. Sure. TCU is not TCU from 2022. So we need to, it's not a, I'm not, this isn't me chastising no, I you. I'm just saying in general, it's one game and TCU might be a, who knows, I don't know what their schedule looks like this year, but they might not necessarily have a great year themselves. So let's, I just want to, for the purpose of now, with that said, I happen to be watching that game from the beginning and I'm um, in a group text with some people and I said, the, the potential story of the year, Deion Sanders turning around Colorado. And that was after seeing two series, seeing the way they play defense on TCU and then also seeing the speed. I mean, there's there's hurry up offenses and there's what Colorado's doing. And then to have two guys playing both ways. Crazy. It's just it's at another level. What I mean, if you would have told me that I can't wait to watch Colorado and Nebraska, I would tell you, oh, it must be the mid-1990s and I'm back in Columbia, Missouri. But I can't wait to watch Colorado and Nebraska this weekend. So an 11 o'clock start, game, uh, first home game for Sanders in Boulder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colorado, a three-point favorite. I would imagine there will be like 90% of the volume of bets, not necessarily the money, the volume of bets will be on Colorado because people will overrate Nebraska uh, loss, their loss. They'll overrate their loss, and they really should have won that game. And they may underestimate Colorado's defensive issues. Um, So you have a really sluggish offense going up against a sluggish defense in Colorado and Nebraska. With that all said, there is such merit to conveying a message of belief to people. And that that isn't just being a coach. Hey, why not us? And then also, if you aren't with the program, get the hell out. You can go whine on social media. Be my guest. I almost flipped up the double birds right there for some reason. But that's (laughs) like he's like, yeah, if you're not if you're not going to want to grind with us, then go on. Don't really care. I love that. Deion Sanders, however, Jackson, to answer another one of your questions, is so unique. It isn't something that an up-and-coming coach can replicate because Sanders has the credibility of being one of the greatest athletes of the last 30, 40 years with what he did with both the Braves and the Cowboys and the 49ers. Then he kind of bounced around. But he won Super Bowls. He has that skill. And if he lost the job, it's not like he's going to go, oh boy, got to make a mortgage payment. Right. He doesn't have to care. And so he gets to run the program his way. He has the credibility. And if people don't like it, then they can either fire him or they can leave. Take your pick. But he's going to do it his way. And his way was being laughed at. I was watching ESPN's college football program on Saturday morning, and I can't recall who it was saying, yeah, he might get blown off the field. And then, you know, they're 21-plus point underdogs. And they go out there and they win that game. And there, it was never in doubt that they were going to be able to compete. Oh, yeah. It was just a matter of would they be able to win with having some defensive questions. It is a great thing. I don't think it's necessarily something that you can see take your pick of whatever other NFL player or Hall of Famer go and do. Deion Sanders isn't having success because Deion Sanders is an NFL Hall of Famer and also a two-sport athlete. Deion Sanders is having success because of his I-don't-give-an-F personality that also is 
a just an absolute believer in a system, a system of convincing young people to work and to believe. And now he's in full-on I told you so mode and can't blame him. A lot of people doubted it. Now he's taken something that worked at Jackson State and through one week, through one week, he has it working and is the talk of college football and should be, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you look at what Colorado is up against, you know, granted, you're absolutely right. It's just one week, but you got a basically whole new team with a brand new coach going into TCU, Dallas, a football haven, a team that was in the national title game last year, your three touchdown underdog. Eight to one on the money line, and you go in there and win. I mean, that's like you know, Shader Smith is or, or Shaden uh, Sanders is he ready to like take on Power Five? Check after the first drive, you're like, yeah, he's ready. Travis Hunter is he the real deal? Check, he might be a first round pick in both sides of the ball. Like it was crazy to watch, and it was the only good game on really at that time. So they had the college football world by the throat, and they took advantage. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm legitimately excited to watch Colorado and Nebraska, which is something I never thought I would say. But I can't I can't wait to watch this here. Yeah. And you're right, it's not Dion's kind of one of one in his ability. Like he's yeah, who else can go and do that? Right. I don't and know. You if also have to have a personality that borders on arrogance and confidence. Self promoter in a sense. But it's you know, it's it it's worked. Oh yeah. And the, the key is, and this is, I always say, that the, the person who doesn't give a damn is the most dangerous. Oh, yeah. That's the guy who's going to win the fight. Yeah. You know, he might get knocked out on one punch, but he also might surprise the hell out of people. Right. And so far, again, one week in against an opponent that is not the same as they were last year, he has done it. I am really intrigued to see what they do uh, the rest of the way, assuming they remain healthy with Sanders and with Hunter because that is that's a world class group of athletes uh, just running plays at a, an absurd Crazy. pace Crazy. Uh, that's what it looked like in week one maybe it'll be exposed in week two and go god wasn't that a fun little story how about that whole deal you know I mean hey you're talking about a desperate Nebraska team with Matt Rule getting whacked by the Panthers was in position to close out a game on the road against Minnesota, turned it over twice in the final five minutes. They're trying to rebuild something in Lincoln. They're trying to rebuild something in Boulder. They go heads up on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I'd say I, I can't wait as well. I, uh, and also, credit where credit's due, Colorado's all-white uniforms were gorgeous. I agree with you. Those and that's what gold looks like. Gold is not yellow. No, not, not in this case it isn't. Uh, let's see, Taylor Twelman's going to join us on the other side of the break. Uh, red is not pink. You know, these are these are things that we can talk about. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know you're walking on, on thin ice here. No, red is not pink. Okay. <laughs> Best of luck to you. <laughs> That's fine. I'm in the Deion Sanders camp. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk it over with Taylor Twelman. That's coming up next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura. I'll tell you what I want to spin. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're 
heading down to the pitch to talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN. Is presented by the City SC debit card. Exclusively at Together Credit Union. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, Burkett with you on the program. And we welcome to the show Taylor Twelman, presented to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, good morning. I have been looking forward to talking to you ever since watching that game on Saturday night. I don't know anything. I know I don't know anything, but I was really irritated by the officiating on Saturday. Both ways. Both ways. And I wanted to get your perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think looking at the pictures after the game, Tim, even in real time, the second goal from Madinaran, the flag's got to stay down. And the reason why, it's difficult for an assistant referee to see through the attacking players. So she sees Adinaran in an offside position because he's ahead of the defender, but the defender's technically on the other side of the body. She can't see through that. He can't see through that. So... Any assistant referee in that scenario, now with VAR, keep the flag down. Yeah. Because then if it's clear and obvious, then then you will be helped by VAR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I agree. I agree. The flag was raised. They can't overturn that. They cannot overturn that because it's not clear and obvious that he's on, and it's not clear and obvious that he's off. So you have to go with the call in the field. The handball's got to be checked. I don't care who te- who tells me what. Have a look at it. If you say it's not clear and obvious, I'm okay with it. But at least go through the mechanism of looking at it. Because from my from my point of view, the viewpoint of what we had on the field, it looks like the left arm of the defender moves backwards. I think you got to have a look at it. Okay. All right. We're on the same page on these things. That's that's good to hear. I, I was perfectly uh, prepared to be scolded and again I thought it was I thought it was on both sides I thought the game I mean the official let let the teams play like at a level I I had not seen as a player do guys like that when that's going on or is that is that chaos at that point it all depends on what the first call of the game and the first real controversial moment how the referee handles that call then you know that sets the tone the biggest argument that any player or coach will have is the inconsistency without the game. Now, I'll say Alan Chapman throughout that game let him play because, quite honestly, there was a tackle on Johnny Russell in front of the Sporting Kansas City bench. How, one, the whistle wasn't blown, and two, that's not a yellow. Yeah. So the the calls on both sides um, left a lot to be desired, but players will tell you if it's consistent, then I'm going to tell you, listen, there's no excuses. You've got to play the game the way the the game's being called and play until the whistle's blown. And I think Alan Chapman, from that point of view, was consistent. He was consistent. I would agree with that. That was a free-for-all like I have never seen for a city game. Taking the officiating out of the equation, what were your thoughts on uh, what transpired on Saturday night in the loss? Uh, Dinneran's the real deal. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a proper number nine, one that is completely comfortable playing by himself. Uh, I think there's a real discussion to be had. I don't think I'm taking him off the field. I think he was the only real threat. Gal Klaus does not look completely confident. Uh, he doesn't look fit to me. Uh, he's not the same Gal Klaus that we saw, so you've got to play him into fitness. And with the way that game was being played, I think at dinner in, I would have kept him on the field. Now, in saying that, I also understand that in this system, Bradley Carnell, you've got to put fresh bodies on the field. I thought Leuven... Coming in in the second half, maybe the worst game he's had. 
you know, two or three set pieces yeah. to hit over the top. You know, he was a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, just in between decisions. And so, listen, you've got to rotate players. You played Wednesday. I, I understand why Leuven didn't start. I don't think he was great in the second half. I will say the one thing that we we now know from the outside looking in, Kyle Hebert's not a fullback. So, Tim, you remember the Nashville game? You called me. Jacob Schalferberg completely blows that game up. You're now he, he Kyle Hebert is not a fullback because the first goal from Sporting Kansas City, he's completely unaware of shallowy where he is. The entire first half they're getting him behind him. Kyle Hebert is a center back. So either, either you play three center backs and it's a three five two five three two whatever numbers you want to come up with. But Kyle Hebert as a fullback, it, it, it just doesn't work. Nashville exposed him in that game when Nowinski was taken out at halftime. This game as well. Uh, I think Nielsen's still trying to play himself into fitness. There is a lot of things I like about his profile, the way he plays. But Polito asked a lot of questions of Parker and Nielsen, and I don't think those two did extremely well in dealing with one of the more nuanced and diverse number nines in Major League Soccer. Uh, I want to get your perspective on what took place in what was the game of the weekend with Messi and helping out with uh, City's Quest because they went in and took care of LAFC, a star-studded turnout for that one. Your thoughts on that and, of course, the impact here locally. Yeah, it was interesting, right? You know, it's one of those moments I'll tell my grandkids about calling that game, being in the environment. You know, very rarely do you show up at an MLS game and everyone's in their seats an hour before the kickoff, let alone 20 minutes before warm-ups. Uh, every celebrity in the world wanted to go to that game. Beyonce was being it was having a concert at the same time. Tim, that didn't sell out. It was $750 to get into the building with some tickets going as much as six, $7,000. Uh, it's just an interesting time to be in Major League Soccer. There were so many different things that I'm going to tell the story about, but the fact is, uh, I'm a nerd. I love the I love the game. I love the on the field. If LAFC scores a goal in the first 15, 20 minutes, they blow them out. Bawanga has arguably the worst game in an LAFC uniform, and Messi makes them pay. Two assists, great assists, great game. Um, but I was stunned with how LAFC uh, was inefficient in the final third, and it's a gift to St. Louis City. Now, Wednesday, September 20th, when LAFC comes to St. Louis, St. Louis is going to have to find a way to get three points at home. Uh, if they do in that game, then you and I are having a different conversation about the number one seed. Yeah, that is an absolutely huge, huge moment in this season, the biggest game to date, and that is coming up here uh, in just a couple of weeks. Taylor Twelman brought to you by Together Credit Union every week here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Taylor, appreciate the time. As always, looking forward to talking it over next week and see how they bounce back this coming weekend. Appreciate it, man. There he is, Taylor Twelman with us here on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We will take a break, come back with the final five questions on the Little Piddles Angry Beaver Weekend. Wrap up Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party, driven by Monganass, St. Louis Acura, Nolan Toyota, on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Jack's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. Jackson, I've kind of, if you don't mind me peacocking around here, uh-huh. yeah, we got 10 minutes. Oh, boy. I know. That's a wide berth boy. for the time management skills or lack thereof that I bring to the table in our one hour of midday jubilation. So yeah. can we can we finish the Lil Piddles Angry Beaver weekend wrap up? Let's see. I don't know. Okay. At what point do you think it will behoove college football as a whole to have more marquee matchups in week one? I feel like for TV ratings, having one in every time slot would be beneficial. It was a tad deflating watching TCU Colorado, a great game, followed up by a few more hours of games with four to five touchdown spreads. What do you think is keeping them from incentivizing quality week one matchups? No problem. I'm happy to handle this one, and that's going to allow us to keep moving. Uh, the moronic setup that is you win six games, you go to a bowl. So schools will schedule. Everybody does it. Uh, take your pick of whomever, random school, and that's what you have in the early part of the season. I hate it because I love college football, but this weekend you had Florida State, LSU. I don't think people were necessarily expecting Colorado TCU to be what it was. I mean, that's a 21-point underdog. Right. So it's kind of a results-oriented discussion. I was anxious to see how Colorado... That's why I wanted to watch the beginning. How are they going to come out? And then when I saw it, I go, oh, God. At least there's star power in that matchup. As because of the coach yeah. and, and, the, and the kids coming over from Jackson State. But that was clear that they were going to be a different operation from the outset. Um, And I love, I can't tell you how much I love, I'm like a Colorado fan now. Uh, And so then you had Clemson losing to Duke, but again, that wasn't one that I think people expected. So it's motivated by getting early season wins. So if you get six wins, you go to a bowl, which used to mean something. Uh, Now it means nothing. And that is the reason for it. Thank you. I will take more questions. Now you know who isn't on the uh, model of get six wins and play some cupcakes is Colorado. I don't know if you've seen their upcoming schedule, but it is nasty. Now, I, but was that set up before Deion Sanders got there? I would assume he didn't just get to like revamp the right. schedule. I would like think five same, months ago. I would think the same thing. But why would I? I also don't understand like why Colorado is. Well, who, who's who's their non-conference? Because they're in the Pac-12, which went undefeated this weekend, right? Yes, it and did. and only didn't cover one game. By the way, right? How about that? Unreal. That's uh, really something. So they got Nebraska. I mean, this is just their next games. So they got TCU, which is oh, that's Big Twelve. I can't keep track. Yeah, they're Big Twelve. TCU's so, Big Twelve. So is and, no, but 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 Colorado's Pac twelve, right? Right now, right. So that's a non conference game. This that is a non conference game. game. All right, As Nebraska's non conference. Non conference, and then they go Colorado State, which is Mountain West. Okay, so that would be, I guess, their one other, and then it's Oregon, USC, Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, Utah. Wow, so they only play three non-conference games, right. and they're all and big, quote unquote legit. Yeah, big boys. I mean, Colorado State is probably the but least. That's, that's not a let's get six wins. They play yeah. each other every year. Exactly. I feel like that's usually their first game. Yeah, those two schools. So it's odd to me that like Colorado is playing this like brutal schedule, and yeah, you know, even teams like Alabama have a. Com- sure. We saw like I, said, I, I say everybody. I guess I'll withdraw it. Colorado. Look yeah. at them. Uh, speaking of former blue bloods. Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers took a shelling yesterday versus the Duke Blue Devils. Pause for vitality noises. Well, you know, you talk about Duke, you usually talk about <laughs> basketball. <laughs> but look at the job this guy I've never heard of is doing. <laughs> down, down at Duke. There were some really great memes going around yesterday about Duke beating down Clemson. Some guys. I'm like, is David Cutcliffe still there? No. 
They got they said guys in the secondary who are getting their CPAs next year are shutting down the Clemson Tigers. What is going on with Clemson's offense? It's crazy. This has been going on for a few years. I suppose one theory I can offer is that Dabo Swinney is outspoken on NIL and not being a fan of it. Yeah, he has uh, had some interesting quotes on yeah. the NIL situation. So I guess... Again, this is our second time using the chickens have come home to roost. Yeah. First on our television situation, and now on our Clemson Tiger downfall. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna relocate this to me. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna localize this to Very me. Very TMA of you. I'm on, exactly. <laughs> I am on record that I do not like Dabo Sweeney and the way he conducts himself on and off the field. Psychoanalyze my Schadenfreude, and do you think sports fans across the country feel a certain level of hate watching a team to see them oh, lose? Of course. The, your second question. Yes, I get. Well, I don't. Don't you like Dabo Swinney? You want me to tell you why no, you don't like I Dabo mean, Swinney? What a well, asinine question this is. Right, but like... Do why th- don't you like Dabo? Why, you tell me. Do you think it's human nature to like not like somebody and then exclusively watch them to see if they lose? Similar sure, to we people. have plenty of people who hate this show listening to it right now. Right, yeah, it's lovely. Well, hello to everyone out <laughs> there I mean, that's, doing that's, so. That's, that, that's not exclusive to this show. Might be a higher percentage. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the game. Yeah. So why don't you like Dabo Swinney? I think it can be centralized to I hate how he runs out on the field full sprint. <laughs> <laughs> in his you khakis, see him blow out a hamstring before his team. He runs out in ahead of his team, kind of saying, "I am the star of the show, not the guys behind me." And I and I understand other coaches run I don't out. Know if that's the reason, but I understand it's part of the reason. He it's, has issued a statement. It's part of the. It's he the, said, "I am the story here, not the players." He says that by sprinting, like goodness gracious, and it's the part. It's the part of Davos Sweeney I don't like that I will mention on this show. Okay, if you, is there other? Th- I, what, what else? This is interesting. Yes, I'll save that. For for, wow! Yeah, what is this going for QFTA? Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, send your for questions you. in for uh, me and Jackson on QFTA. They are, don't have to be sports related. Team McKernan and inside us, you like, and it could be hate mail too. Please, I welcome erotic stories. Also, it's 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 a, it's a grab bag of fun, and yeah. we'll re- be recording <laughs> that after our sales meeting. I might title it a grab bag Ooh, of fun. Grab bag of fun. Yeah, yeah that's we'll bring exactly it to the one on one audience. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Uh, uh, yeah, wait, what, what else? One do you more have? question. Well, yeah, we got time for no, one. No, I know we have, we might have time for two. Well, I only have one. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think this one is pretty good. Uh, Peyton Manning has been hashtag teasing a third host for the Manning cast. Yeah, I saw they uh, showed the auditions with Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. I thought that was good. That, was, that was good. Good, good teasing. Yeah. And many are speculating that the third Manning brother, Cooper, could join the fray with yeah, Eli and Peyton. The funniest of the group. Yep. Do you think this move is necessary for the quarterbacking duo who often feature guests in each quarter of their broadcast? Second, who would be your ideal former athlete slash celeb threesome to watch call football? Uh, I don't think it's a good idea, actually. I say that, and of course, I'm not in the trenches. Right. So it's one of those things. It's very hypocritical of me, like when people say, you know, you ought to do this on TMM. Go, well, you know, you don't know the, don't know the ins and outs. But, uh, and on top of it, kind of like TMA, it's working. So why mess with the, so I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. I don't know if one of them's going, yeah, I don't really want to do this that much. We kind of did this as like a joke. Yeah. And now it's becoming a real commitment. Uh-huh. Maybe that's it. And yeah. so maybe it'll be a rotation of sorts. I don't know. Yeah. Because it works. I think the main reason it works is you have the dichotomy of the personalities, although they're brothers, so they can give each other hell, but one guy is, you know, a really quick speaker and the other guy is not, (laughs) but that's what makes it work. Yeah. I think Eli's actually funnier. It's it's like unintentional comedy, you know, and so it works perfectly. 
you don't want to mess with the dynamic. Yeah. So I'm I'm surprised by it. But at the same time, I got to tell you, taking football out of the equation, I feel like everything Peyton Manning has worked on outside of his football career has been gold. really good. Omaha Productions is done. Yeah, Omaha more. Productions, exactly yeah. right. They're so that's the more. thing. It's like I'm sitting here being critical, but you know, he's got to have a reason for it. I just don't know what it would be. What do you think? I think the thing works so well. I love watching it. Right, and I think having guests on kind of serves the role of a third right, host. I agree with that. Because they have a rotating, and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's the Zoom calls can go sideways. Yeah, and Clearly uh, when it's like one that's forced on him for promotional purposes. Yeah, but like when Marshawn Lynch was on, it was like instant offense. Yeah. Like you could have him on every week, and I'd tune in to watch that because I think he's outstanding. Uh, in terms of like ideal former athletes. No, I'm sorry. Slash, I ignored but your question. It's, it's, un, it's I, it's really a chance for me to get off a joke that uh, I, would, oh, I would like to see. like announcing a joke's about being made. Well, I, I just with, I would like to watch uh, as as Brian Cox as Logan Roy and his son Logan <laughs> or his son Kendall, I should say, and his other son Roman watch and call you know Bengals Browns in so week twelve. So random, but I like the idea. I think it would be outstanding. Did you read this somewhere, or this was just something that popped in your head? Were you well, like eating like, mushrooms over the weekend? No, like if you could have any three people in the world call an NFL football. Football game. Sure. I, that, that'd be, I, I got to tell you, couldn't be more random, but I love the idea. And you would watch. I absolutely would watch that. <laughs> yeah. You'd have Logan Roy and Kendall and yeah. uh, Roman. Yeah, Roman. Yeah. So you'd have, yeah, Kieran Culkin, Jeremy yeah. Strong, and Brian Cox. Yeah. I think that would be. I would, I would tune in for especially that. Especially Brian Cox, the Scottish guy. I don't know how much he's into it, but I think it'd be great. <laughs> uh, people are saying bring in Brady. I think Brady's under contract. Yeah. Be, I have been shorting that play I've, forever. Yeah, I'm and I was sick, ahead yeah. of the market on that, and I'm excited about being ahead of the market. By the way, I'm going to get this in. I don't even know what time. It might be 1120 for all I know. Yeah. What did we tell the people about gambling on college football in the early part of the season? Target the guys who have... Target the teams yeah, with a high number of starter retention. And Missouri is one of those teams. Florida State... That was a clinic. Oh, yeah. That was eye-opening. Is Florida State that good, or is LSU that bad? And you can say, oh, it's probably a little bit of both. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I think Florida Travis State might be that good. Yeah, he's sick. Uh, Toledo. Now, Toledo didn't win. What a play by Illinois on fourth and four. I was watching that because I bet Toledo. Um, but I covered. Texas A&M covered. UConn covered. Missouri is another one. I'm trying to think of, I felt like there was another one that I made a play on. Either It's an amazing thing. If you have a group of guys who played together and they were starters, how it works out early on in the college football season. So if you're looking for wagering purposes, it worked again this year. Just as an FYI. Love it. Jackson, so you can get paid this weekend. I love right. getting paid. All right, time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrari are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Monganass, St. Louis Acura on YouTube and on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.